Joan Breibart, episode 23, Body Conversations, and of course, it's still July 2022. So I'm reading the Washington Post, and I see a title that gets my attention. It's about wellness. People who listen to me know I consider that just a a totally phony word. But anyway, um, it's about wellness is in well and, you know, what happened to wellness and wellness is something we, we all want and how has it become so out of reach and blah, blah, blah. So it's a book and it's very well reviewed and it's the Washington Post and it's for sale. And the author is a woman whose name I may not pronounce correctly, Faridha, F-A-R-I-H-A, and her last name is, looks like Roisin, R-O-I-S-I-N. But the specifics of the pronunciation are unimportant because she has everything, as they say, checks all the bosses to get a book published today. In fact, I think she's even represented by one of the most important agencies, William Morris Endeavor. Anyway, of course, she's uh, brown, she's Muslim, she's queer, and of course she's female, and she writes uh, poetry and books. And what can I say? I mean, uh, that's the reason we're supposed to read this book, which I then uh, download on my Kindle and begin. It's very funny because right in the um, introduction and uh, some of the publicity, it's about how only white elite people can afford Pilates. And uh, obviously elite is a strange word to put today with anything in America, but certainly you need money. Most of the time you need money. It doesn't matter what your color is, but I guess most people who have money and time tend to be white in America, not all. And this has been the case with Pilates ever since I started doing it in the 60s when Joe was alive. As everyone knows, there was one woman, Kathy Grant, who was uh, African-American, Hard to tell she was so light-skinned, but she was, and proud of it, of course. And uh, she was part of uh, the group of uh, dancers trained by Joe. But at any rate, there's no question that uh, almost everybody who did Pilates or taught Pilates was a white person. And surprisingly, given that uh, there are only now 16 million Jews in the world, a large number of them were Jewish. So that's sort of strange. But anyway, it was very urban and because it started in New York and there are Jews in New York, I guess that explains it. But now we have a woman who is just perfect for today because she's a victim. She doesn't appear to be a victim. When you look at the photos, she's slim and beautiful and well-dressed and she, has talent and rights, but she's going to be a victim because you have to be a victim 
to get anything publicized today. It cannot be the way people were or the people who did Pilates wanted to be, which is attractive, slim, elegant, sophisticated. No, you can't be any of those things because that isn't nice and everyone has to be a victim and abused and miserable and then they can use the wellness word. So uh, I've said this before, wellness is an invented marketing term and this very smart woman apparently has fallen victim of it or maybe she just thinks it's a good topic to get her point of view, which is that black and brown people um, can't do Pilates. At any rate, um, I did contact her, whether I'll ever hear from her, explaining that I've always been aware that Pilates, because of the cost and also the fact that it wasn't really very available when I, you know, in the 60s, when I started the Institute for the Pilates Method in 1991, I mean, it's maybe there were 200 or 300 people in the world who taught Pilates which just shows you how irresponsible the media is because there was almost from the beginning a lot of publicity. Eventually, as you know, there was so much publicity in the decade that followed that um, we uh, got the trademark canceled. But of course, until 2000, uh, you know, there were very few places in this country or the world for sure where you could walk into a Pilates studio and see these unusual um, pieces of apparatus, we never called them machines, apparatus, and um, then the media started to love it because only celebrities, that was it, was because of the celebrities, and um, then they could talk about the reformer, which was a medieval torture contraption, and to be frank, um, I, it, it, it did look like that to people's eyes then. And, um, and the ones that we have now, and this is another point that's so interesting about how this telephone game keeps going and going. I spoke to a very nice woman, certified by Physical Mind in 2003. Spoke to her last week, and she's taught ballet for most of the, her life and just a few Pilates classes, but she was unaware that Joe Pilates was not using a machine with five springs with three different tensions. And said to me, well, when did that come about? Because when she started in 2003, that's the apparatus that she used. So again, we have so many people out there now using the Pilates world, word, and um, so it gets to be more and more uh, confusing and uh, as we call this the telephone game somebody says something and then the repetition is uh, wrong and it keeps going and going now we have of course the Pilates initiative and these are people who have never really been through the kind of lawsuit that ruined me um, you know I lost my mini reformer to uh, Romana and Sean and of course for uh, Ken Endelman, it was just, um, you know, a, a decade almost of, of work to have this uh, trademark uh, declared to be invalid, something that's very, very hard to do. We never knew that, but we learned it. Um, and 
you know, they don't know that. And now they're fighting with Gallagher about some copyright on photos of Joe. And, you know, whether Gallagher's right or not, the point is it's irrelevant. You know, we have to be here today. So anyway, to get back to this woman and how expensive Pilates is, and it really, at this point, you know, you can't say it's that expensive. Club Pilates is not that expensive. Now, people will say that's not Pilates. It's just exercise in a reformer. But, um, you know, people do like that. And some people, though I believe everyone should have the principles, the foundation of Pilates, that it affects all movement. But there are people that really cannot do mentally and physically contrology, which is what Joe invented and what he called it. They just, it's too demanding. There's too much concentration. And really, not just concentration, but criticism, because that's what it was based on. So anyway, there's Club Pilates, and there's so many options. So, you know, this uh, assault on its expense and unavailability to brown and black people is not really true anymore. But nevertheless, you know, I always thought there should be options, and that's why I designed the mini reformer. And, um, you know, ultimately it was uh, taken, and, but it did reach a lot of people, not that it, it helped me at all. Anyway, um, so where are we today? Today, this woman does not know there is Tie 4, Tie 4X, a wearable reformer. Uh, you know, it's eight ounces, doesn't weigh 300 pounds, it doesn't cost $4,000. You don't have to wait 20 weeks to maybe get one because for whatever reason, there seems to be supply problems in terms of the reformer. We still are able to uh, provide our products. We had a, a bit of a slowdown on um, Paracetor, our most popular product, but we're fine now. So it just is the kind of thing where, and for people who are, have never been in the publishing business, which I was for at least 10 years, they don't recognize that for a person to get a book published, it's a couple of years. So, you know, this, all the effort that went into her writing a book, which is really not based on anything that's accurate. You know, Pilates, mat work for sure, is free. It's free on YouTube. It's free on all kinds of sites. So is yoga and every other kind of body exercise. So it's not really relevant. It's not true. And then if you have physical mind products, it's certainly not true because you have a version of this huge, expensive, heavy apparatus like Paracetor, which weighs eight ounces, and uh, Tie 4. Um, so you're fine. You're, as they say, good to go. Really, uh, particularly with Tie 4, you can put in your handbag and go anywhere. So. Um, I don't know. It just so annoyed me. I, I contacted this woman and probably never hear from her because she got a book published that everyone's going to read and say, wellness is not well. It was never well. It's a marketing term. And anybody who thinks that it's a, a real word is forgetting how great Americans are at marketing. I mean, as I said, it used to be diet and exercise. Nobody objected to it. You can't talk anymore about that. No. Then it was fitness and nutrition, and that failed. And so now we are at um, wellness. 
But we all know this country has very few people in good health. That's, that's the fact. This week I went on the CDC website, the great CDC, which we pay for. And um, they now have just recently updated everything for 2022. And they say that 73.4% of Americans are obese or overweight. They're still clinging to 41% obese as opposed to what it is, which is 60 or more. But whatever, they're putting up some pretty big numbers. I mean, you think about that, and then COVID, a million people dying, it's estimated 800,000 of them were because of their two large waistlines and the visceral fat. And then, of course, um, you know, you think about the strain on the hospitals and the doctors and nurses because apparently from the beginning to now there have been over 7 million people had COVID and had to be in the hospital, which means they're really sick. I mean, if only a million died, these hospitals are doing a fabulous job. But at the same time, I read an article in The Guardian, the British paper, and they say that their national health service is near collapse, huge shortage of doctors and nurses. And of course, the same thing is predicted here by 2030, maybe sooner because of COVID. So what are we talking about? Let's connect the dots, which this woman certainly didn't. 73.4%, not in great shape, right? Shortage of doctors and nurses, tremendous strain on uh, the medical field because of all the illness, et cetera, et cetera. COVID not going away, damn thing keeps mutating. The, the, this new one is more contagious, blah, blah, blah. We all know that. Uh, now they're talking about recession, right? We have inflation, uh, so that means everything's more expensive. And then the next minute we hear, Americans can't put food on the table. Well, they've been putting too much food on the table for a very long period of time. So maybe they just put less food, right? So, okay, um, this obviously is something that really annoys me because people are complaining about uh, situations that are really not relevant anymore, that there are uh, options and that frankly, given the, um, the 73.4% figure, the only thing people have to do is to eat and drink less, less often. That's the only thing. That's, that's the real wellness. That's, that's what's going to get them to a body that feels better and looks better. Of course, you can't say looks better, but of course, then it's sort of strange about this woman and how her wellness journey was so hard and whatever, blah, blah, blah. When, you know, looking at her, you don't see any signs of strain. Um, and, um, you know, half the things that are touted for wellness, whether it be meditation and spraying lavender on your expensive pillow and all the thing about sleep and hypnosis and 50 other things, really, it's all just ways to distract people from the only thing they need to do which is to consume less quantity, not because there are fewer calories, not because of calories, which no one's ever seen, 
but just the physical part of your body needs to um, get some relief, needs to have its hormones rebalanced, and that can happen only with surgery or do-it-yourself, shall we say, where your stomach is not stressed and your digestive system is not overloaded by healthy salads, um, etc. So um, every day there's a new uh, bit of craziness in this field, which didn't even exist when in 1991, I started the Institute for the Pilates Method. There was no body-mind. None. It didn't even exist, even though yoga was starting and, um, you know, other people were talking about some of the, uh, the methods that have been around, like Alexander and Feldenkrais. No body-mind. It probably didn't happen until 1995 when I changed the name to physical mind. If it had been before, I never would have used the Pilates word. But that's too late, um, and everything was lost as a result of it. And now I find this really strange, but inevitable, that the very sophisticated and expensive studios, some of the ones in New York and LA, they're not using the Pilates word anymore. They're not describing what they do as Pilates. They talk about integrated movement and essential movement and everything is about movement and you know that's fine because it is about movement but you know pilates was a specific um a specific in terms of the apparatus obviously there are only 10 exercises in the world whether it's yoga pilates or calisthenics um it's you know the rest of that is just choreography but the principles of pilates is what the rest of the exercise world has co-opted, and that's smart. It's a good thing they did, because before that, it just was you know, movement without any uh, focus or orientation. And so um, it's good they took them, and hopefully more people will benefit. And those people will be brown and black and queer and Muslim and female too. Anyway, that's it for today. Bye-bye.